Alexa, how many weeks is 75 days? 75 days is 10 weeks and 5 days. Right. Hello, everyone. My name is Arj, and I'm the head coach here at Performance Physique, and I am here to help you get ready for the London Marathon. Let's do this. Right, so 10 weeks out, according to that thing over there, we are from the London Marathon. That was interesting grammar, wasn't it? <laughs> 10 weeks out from the London Marathon, most of you really should have been training for at least two weeks now in the build-up for the London Marathon. If this is your first event, maybe you've started really, really early, or maybe you're in the, the sub-elite category, even in the elite category. Well done to you if you are. Um, but 10 weeks isn't actually the longest period of time to prepare now. But at the same time, if you've been doing some work and you're, you're relatively fit and in shape and strong, 10 weeks still gives us loads of time to make some improvements. I'd expect some big improvements over the course of a 10-week training program. Bear in mind that as you build up into the London Marathon, you're going to want to have a taper week in there and probably a lighter week ideally as well. Recently, I was uh, speaking at the National Running Show at the NEC um, and I was all my talk was all about running mileage and how to avoid injury. And a couple of the emails I've received since, it was, okay, so have you got any quick bits, bits of information, tips that you could lend us in terms of how to prepare for a marathon. It's the first one I've done, et cetera, et cetera. So here we go, in under five minutes, this is how you should be forming your basic training program. First of all, don't make the same mistake that so many others do and think I'm just going to run the exact same run again and again and again and hope that gets me to the marathon. Realistically, if you do the same thing over and over, isn't that the sign of madness? Don't they say that's the sign of madness, repeating the same thing again and again and hoping for a different answer? You don't want to run out at the same pace. You're probably running that pace too fast as well, but you don't want to do that again and again and again. You want to vary your runs. You want to vary the type of training that you're doing. When you're looking at your week, your seven-day week, you want to incorporate most of that week coming from easy running, so stuff which is really, really gentle and perhaps doesn't stress you too much physically. It needs to be much lower than 80% of your maximum heart rate if you know what that is. Otherwise, make sure it's conversational pace. Stuff which you don't feel horrendous after um, once you've completed that run. That's where 80% of your runs wants to come from. So it might be, for some people, that might be three runs a week are just easy. And then one to two runs per week should be Challenging quality runs, I, I refer to these as. And quality runs are paces that are faster, usually, faster than what you're going to do on, on race day. And they're formed of um, running at threshold, which is something comfortably uncomfortable, or running repetitions, very fast stuff, or running intervals, um, doing hill runs, all of those kind of things. Those formats of training are there to increase your ceiling. I talk about this in um, my running mileage to avoid injury uh, talk at the National Running Show. It's all about how to form your week. I'll share that one day. So 
you've got 80% of your week coming from stuff which is easy, which doesn't stress you, which you can have a, a broken conversation through. And then 20% of your week is slightly faster stuff. Now these faster sessions don't have to last long periods of time and you should be taking some easy recoveries in there, whether that's active recovery, so walking or slow jogging, or whether that's actually pretty much sedentary um, in between an effort. So it might be like a one kilometer threshold pace and then you take one and a half minutes stationary. When I say stationary, I kind of mean slow walking or it might be a very slow jog and then you go and do your next uh, kilometer threshold pace effort again. It all depends on where you are, but no matter who you are, we should all be incorporating some of the faster stuff into our week as well as some of the easier stuff into the week. On top of this, I expect you, yes, I demand you, will be doing some mobility work and some strength and conditioning work. So mobility can be a 15 minute stretch down after your run, or it might be something dedicated that you like to do on rest day. Yes, that does exist in your week as well. Um, but your, your mobility should be there to focus mainly on the lower body, your calves, your hamstrings, your quads, your ankles, all of these kind of things. We do incorporate a little bit into the upper body and the uh, abdominals, but it's your lower body which is obviously getting used to a greater amount and having lots of impacts on the floor. Your strength work, one to two sessions per week. These don't need to be hours and hours in the gym. Anything between 20 minutes and an hour is, is perfectly fine. And don't be shy about lifting weights. Make sure that you can handle your body weight. Make sure you can do some hops and some jumps. All of those things are very important for endurance runners. But also focus on heavy lifting. Can you squat with a, whether it's a dumbbell, whether it's a, a goblet squat with a, a kettlebell, or whether you have access to a squat rack and you stick the bar on your back, whatever it is, can you lift those loads? This changes as you get closer and closer to race day, reduce some of the loads, um, and particularly in the taper week, you're coming off um, resistance training. You might do a little bit of um, abdominal work, but mainly it's just mobility and staying active. So that might be on a bike, that might be running, that might be swimming, whatever it is. Make sure that your taper is gentle, but not too gentle so that you feel sluggish. On that note, cross-training is really useful. So if you found that you go to a certain point of mileage and you always, or you have a history of getting injured, just replace some of that mileage, some of those longer sessions, which are easy efforts, by jumping on a bike or a cross-trainer. Those kind of efforts can help maintain your aerobic system whilst allowing you to still make moderate gains or stay on feet as such if you're, if you're on a cross-trainer, for example. When you're looking at that marathon day, it's also important that you practice your nutrition. So training the gut. We need a minimum of three weeks to train the gut. So when I say training the gut, that might be using gels, isotonic drinks, sweets, those kind of things. And you want to be practicing every single run, which is over one hour. You want to start incorporating those kind of gels in. So if you're approaching the one hour um, point on a run, you need to have taken a gel out with you. No need to really go beyond two gels in one intake, particularly if this is your first time. You want to stick to one gel or maybe half a gel if you know you'll have gastrointestinal discomfort. It's a very fancy word. Basically, you don't want to be that person who needs to go and run into the bushes because you've had too many gels, okay? It's not very pleasant. We know what happens. But if you form your week of these things, 
making sure that after two to three days you have a rest day, two to three days you have a rest day. That is the best way of avoiding injury whilst benefiting your physiological adaptation towards the marathon. Now you're asking me, how do I increase my mileage then? Well, I've spoken about this many, many times. There are lots of different methods such as the 10% increase rule. I like to do one where you basically look at your weekly mileage, you perform that weekly mileage for three to four weeks and then you increase your total mileage just by the number of runs you've done. So if you've done four runs per week, you're gonna increase your weekly mileage by four miles and then you're gonna stay at that level for three to four weeks, allow adaptation to occur, and then you'll move on. Hopefully, this has been a really useful intro into marathon training, 10 weeks from London Marathon. I wanna see you guys competing there. I will be there. I'll be offering lots of advice over the next few weeks. So if you have found this useful, make sure you hit subscribe, make sure you hit like, and we'll have much more information coming to you. And if you have a question, drop it in the comments. Bye-bye.